We've given them an interview subject, we've given them investigations to use interviews for, and we've even given them an actual interview to edit. Now it's time to put all that to the test with the ultimate interview challenge. Which of our contestants will master the interview? Find out right now on America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, a masterclass in podcasting that accidentally answered a phishing email and is now legally known as a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. On the last episode, our contestants had to edit a pre-recorded interview into a podcast, and sadly, we had to say goodbye to Tony P. This week, we're asking our players to up their interview game by making them find an interview subject, prepare for and conduct the interview, and then edit it down into a podcast. How will they do? Find out later in the show. But before that, things have been going pretty well for Nikki in the past few weeks, so it was no surprise that she won again last week. This won her a bonus coaching session as she prepared for the biggest interview challenge yet. She got to sit down with our very own Alex Albisu, who handles all the exit interviews for America's Next Top Podcast, as well as hosting his own parenting interview podcast, The Dad Chronicle. Let's see what kind of advice he had for Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hey, Alex. <laughs> Hello. Hit Hi. me with all of the good advice. Oh my gosh. I mean, where do we even begin? There's so much to think about when you're interviewing. What you want to think about a lot is how you draw in the listener to feel part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that that I like to think about when leading into an interview podcast, obviously the guest, very important. And find somebody mm-hmm. that really, that you feel genuinely excited to talk to and stretch, you know, find somebody that you feel like they would never talk to me, but go for it. Right. Like that's the one thing I'm worried about that is like, there's people like that, that I think would be awesome, but that the general public would like not really recognize. And so not really get excited about the interview. If you know what I mean, that's not wrong. But I think that what you have to realize is that it's more than just certainly the name. It's, it's the genuine interest in the story that they're telling the way that you can engage and spark that really imaginable conversation. Right. How do you really get personable with them in a way that yeah. helps lower their guard a bit? Um, I found that, you know, when I'm talking to people on the Dad Chronicle or whatever show I'm interviewing for, even this show, right? It's mm-hmm. how do you get them to a point where they feel really comfortable talking to you and it feels less formal, right? Like you want to yeah. kind of find that balance, but like they kind of let them. go and tell their exactly. story. That's right? another thing. Like, how do you contact people that are like not don't have their email. I guess you just have to dig and find dig. it. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. social media, you'd be surprised how you can go into somebody's Twitter and just message them, you know, and, and if their DMs are open or you can uh, find their website, really think about your why and why you're doing this. Yeah, this is for a, mm. for a competition, but also think about the why behind your conversation. What are you really trying yeah, to like, accomplish? What's interesting about them? And what value are they going to bring to the listeners? And then, you know, why are they your pick over anybody else? Hit them with a little bit of like, hey, you're special, right? And that that helps yeah. a little bit. Yeah, with, that's actually with another thing. Because I was like, why are they even doing this anyways? Like, what does it bring to them? So hopefully. Yeah. yeah. The, the interview itself should be well kind of documented and advanced. I, you know, the way that yeah. I like to do it. Is, and, and I'm sure you, you do this with your own show. That's shows. how I usually do it. Yeah. You know, create a bulleted list of, of things that you want to do. But the, the biggest piece that I... I like to push on that is like, be ready to pivot. Don't stay yeah. too true to 
like accomplish like your goal pick up of the whatever conversation. if it becomes interesting yeah. like start following that lead yeah totally do you uh do you have any questions around how to mm-hmm. kind of lead with those questions what do you mean leading questions like just a list of questions that i have for them throughout yeah or just simply like how to ask the questions in a compelling way to um it's more than just asking questions. It's, it's providing some context that will help elicit responses from the person. So what kind of examples way. do you have for that? So for instance, um, so if mm-hmm. I'm talking to somebody about uh, the loss of their child, not just to get morbid, but we that's something that we Jeez. talk about. Like when, yeah. we, when we talk about that, I will lead in with, you know, Deanna and I experienced a miscarriage um, in early 2020. Um, I understand the pain that, that, that went, that goes into that, you know, I understand Mm -hmm. that you dealt with this. How did you and your partner overcome that, you know, that, that terrible time, right? Like you can kind of like bonds you with the person. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I kind of mean by leading questions. After getting some good advice from Alex about interviewing, Nikki got to work trying to book the best interview she could. While waiting for responses from potential guests, she took some time to talk to our producer, Bobby Frankenberger, about how she's feeling this late in the competition. All right, Nikki, here we are. This is the second to last challenge in the competition, and here you are. How are you feeling? I can't believe it's almost over. I'm excited for it to end, but I also can't believe I made it this far. So I thought I would pass like two, three weeks. And like, you know, like to the point where you, you just go undetected under the radar because there's too many people. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I keep doing that every week. Two weeks in a row. Ever since you guys have gone solo, you've gotten quite high praise from the yeah, judges. Yeah, I don't. That was really nice to hear really nice things, especially from Justin last week or on Monday, who was like on a cloud in the heaven or something (laughs) with his audio. (laughs) Um, But I really, really didn't expect it. Oh, my gosh. And this week is a a doozy of a challenge. You've got. I'm excited for this week. I'm like not worried about it. I feel like every time you ask me what's my strategy and I'm like, I don't know, I'm just going to wing it. It's going to be fun. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is right up your alley, an interview mm-hmm. podcast, because you you already have an interview podcast, and I mean, actually, you're right. It's I I don't have like a million years of experience, but I have done ten plus interviews, including the ones I've scrapped, um, and that's enough to like know how to prep and how to do it and how to keep the sound flowing without being bored. So yeah, yeah. And, Hopefully, I get a scientific communicator. I haven't heard back yet, so I'm getting worried now. But I'm. Do you have some people? Do you have some people on backup that you can try to? I have like a backup, backup in case no one answers me. That could be someone really interesting, but it's like easy. I guess since it's been two days now, so maybe I'm too impatient. That's like my main flaw. Then you gotta wonder: Do you follow up? and stuff like that and is that annoying or <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's almost like you know when you're like texting a date like a crush that's how yeah. I feel. like i don't want her to hate me if i say too many things that's yeah am i, I do i seem too needy yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> are you um are you enjoying the two weeks for this challenge oh my god yes i was actually gonna be like you know what we need to add a break week because this is not sustainable but since there's two weeks i was it's important to like wait for people to get back to you and everything and Mm -hmm. it's a really nice break for us too this challenge would be nearly impossible if you only had a week because yeah no it'd have to be someone you know like it'd have to be your uncle is a famous person and you're just lucky you're in the top three and it's kind of like you've all won yeah that's kind of how it feels 
because since the solo thing started, it's it's been different, but it's been really nice, and it, it's like more relaxed actually. Yes, because you just schedule with yourself, so yeah, yeah. And you guys have all been you've learned a lot. Um, so the the challenges that are happening now are sort of like let's see you put what you've learned to practice, and I I can't wait to hear whatever you put together. Good luck, Nikki, and I will see you when the judging happens. Not this Monday, I guess, but next Monday. Thank you very much. Still waiting on a response from potential interview subjects, Nikki was narrowing down her options and preparing for the interview itself. She sat down with podcasting coach Tom Merritt to get some advice on how to do the prep work. Congratulations, Nikki, on making it into whatever this round is called. Uh, the top three. Yeah. Job. Sorry that I didn't get kicked out sooner so I could be an intern sooner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, okay. I have some questions. I might have a possible interviewee. interviewee. Okay. So how do I follow up with them without being annoying and making them not? Oh, yeah. To- well, if they've said they're interested... Yeah. Uh, and then what? You responded and said, that's I said, great. Okay, it's going to be 30 minutes and I'm available anytime you want. <laughs> ah, okay, so there you go. Give them a time. Uh, I would be able to do it at this time or this time. Would either of those work for you? That That is more likely to encourage a response than like anytime you want because that means they now have to go to their calendar and pick a time. Yeah. So you've created work for them. If you give them two times and they're like, oh, well, actually that one would work, then you're golden. I don't want to go like too silly, but... I, maybe like a loosening up question would help. I think that's a good instinct, uh, which is, I mean, one of the things you could do is say like, when instead of saying, why is science communication important? You can say, you know, probably a lot of people listening to this particular interview hate science or or don't, don't think that, or think that science is boring. How can we make them understand that it's fun? Give me an example. Like what's fun about science? Give her... <laughs> Uh, a chance to to help make it fun and 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 that way you will start to get some of those fun things that she's involved in where there she can go oh well you know one of the things people don't realize is xyz also uh, if you can do a pre-interview with her even yeah. if it's right before you record uh you could sort of mine her for so like what are your what are your what are your most fun stories like what's what are the hits what are the things that people always love and then then you can ask her about those I already asked Alex about the pitfalls, but I mean, if you have any that come to mind, you can tell me. Make sure not to ask yes or no questions. Uh, You want to make sure this is interesting, like you said, to everybody. So think of ways that you can stand out. Uh, So when you're talking about asking fun questions, you could you could also come up with some off the wall questions like be creative and (laughs) and say, you know, come up with like an icebreaker uh, to go back to your earlier thing. Playing it too safe, not being prepared. Make sure you do research and like look, look for little nuggets that you either intend to bring up or that will be in your head. And when she says something, you can bring it in and say like, oh, that I saw that you did X, Y, Z. Uh, it's, it's always good to be researched. After having finally conducted the interview, Nikki was working hard on editing and organizing her audio into a podcast episode. In the midst of that, she took some time to chat with me about how it was coming together. Nikki, how you doing? I'm, we're close to the end, so I'm, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, right? It really, it really is the home stretch. Uh, but you did hear back from somebody, you got, uh, you did an interview. Did you get a lot of yeses back or did you get one yes and a lot of no's I got no a a lot of like no answers and one yes yeah which was 
I mean, no, no disrespect to the guests, but my like third or fourth backup, backup, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, but it, it went pretty well. You already did the interview, I'm guessing. Yeah, I did it uh, like two days ago. I planned for 30 minutes, which was good and bad in the sense that I got a lot of stuff and I got to cut out some stuff, but mm-hmm. also it's a lot of editing to yeah. edit it down to 15 or less. I think that's, you know, we were trying to figure that out, right? What is the, if you're shooting for an interview that in its final form will be X minutes long, do you want the recording to be X times one and a half or X times two or... Um, you know, what is the, what is the, the golden ratio of uh, interview time? It depends how much time you have for editing, basically. You oh yeah, you think? You two hours and then you get gems out of it because you could just take out the good bits if you have, I, yeah. I keep joking that this is America's next top person who has the most free time. <laughs> it really is. It really <laughs> needs to be, uh, do you, do you feel like I, uh, didn't put enough of that in the disclaimer, uh, when you guys <laughs> filled out the form? Yeah. Well, let's see. I knew because I listened to it before that people were complaining it was a lot of work. And yeah. now I know it's a yeah. lot of work. You know, if everyone would just kind of half-ass it, then it would be fine, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it, then it would take <laughs> less time across the board for everybody. But then you've got those one or two people that have no other, nothing else going on in their it's lives right that can devote hard. all their time. Although COVID year is the best year to do this. I mean, what else am I going to do? Well, excellent. Well, I can't wait to hear what you turn in. And uh, like you said, we're in the home stretch. We got... Uh, uh, it's just down to you three blue fan groupers. I can't believe that you yes, know, our go finalists. Blue fan group. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep saying, no matter who wins, we already won because we, the blue fan group won. Yeah, you know, the, the three of you have nothing but the best things to say to each other, and I really want some some you know some chairs Trash thrown. Talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a reality show. Drive. Damn it. <laughs> No, nope. you should have. You should have eliminated Wiser. <laughs> I should have, yes. Or, or, or uh, once I saw that you guys were getting along, then do the shuffle, like yeah, first week. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, good luck, Nikki, and I uh, can't wait to hear what you turn in. B R science. We are science. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of We Are Science, a podcast about science and the people who do it. Today, I interviewed Dr. Stephanie Shuttler, who is a fascinating wildlife biologist. We talk about her travel abroad for her career, sampling elephant poop, (laughs) different stereotypes about being a scientist, and why communicating science is important. So, let's go. I'm Stephanie Shuttler, and she, her. That's just a small part of Nikki's episode. If you'd like to hear all of it and the other contestant entries, then check out the full-length versions in the ANTP podcast feed. In the meantime, let's check out how Will and Audie's week went. After being issued the challenge, Will got a slow start to the week. Being very new to interviewing, Will's biggest concern was that he'd never had to book a guest before. So that's what he focused on in the start of his coaching session with Tom. Congratulations, Will, for making it into uh, is this the quarterfinals, semifinals? The Something like that. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you, Tom. Uh, so I've only done, well, unless you count last week, which I wouldn't, I've only done one interview, uh, in my life and it was the one I did, uh, on this show. So, um, <laughs> I'm really nervous about, I haven't asked anyone yet, mostly because I wanted to get your advice on how to do it. Cause I've never done okay. it. How do I 
send an interview request or what are like some do's and don'ts to like avoid when emailing someone? You can't go wrong asking. I think that's the biggest hurdle to get over is like, it's not wrong to ask. It's never wrong to ask. Uh, you always want to go through the proper channels depending on who you're you're booking. Uh, most people, that will just be their email address available, their contact information on a website or something like that. But once you get the proper contact info, uh, then just send a an honest note. Uh, so in this case, it would be like, I'm engaging in America's Next Top Podcaster as a contestant. I have an interview challenge and I would love to spend time uh, talking to you. It's always good to tell them what you love about them, which is why you want to interview them, uh, because that will make them feel good. Like, oh, this person, you know, respects what I do or is a fan or, or more people than not will say yes. You, you'll, you'll think fewer people will say yes than will. If you're just honest about this is why, this is what I want to talk about. Uh, and here's how to get back to me and just, just be concise, polite, and honest. Like how much, so obviously I should do my research. How should I plan ahead in terms of expecting where the interview is going to go. The, the okay. key to a good interview is listening and adapting. Uh, the second key is being prepared. So when I interview someone, uh, I want to know as much about the topic I'm going to ask them about as possible ahead of time. That is the ideal. Uh, yes, you are asking them to tell you, but you want to be able to listen for things that you can use to bring out certain kinds of information. Let's, uh, I'll use my own example. I'm going mm -hmm. to interview uh, a guy from DARPA who is in charge of something called fully homomorphic encryption tomorrow. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to brush up on fully homomorphic encryption so that mm -hmm. if he says, you know, a kind of a vague example of like, uh, and it lets you and, and it lets you uh, read information without decrypting it, I will know enough to say, well, now, as I understand it, what that means is you can calculate things, but you don't actually know the information. And what mm -hmm. I'm the reason I'm doing that is I want to understand it enough to ask the question that somebody else would want to know, even if the interview subject doesn't bring it up. So a lot of times with with people, you're like, oh, I, I know they have this great story about when they were 12. Uh, and so you're looking for opportunities to bring that up. Now you could just bring it up straight, straight ahead. Uh, or you may come across a situation where they say, you know, and that, uh, that's the kind of thing you do when you're 12 and you're like, ah, perfect transition for me to like, well, I heard when you were 12, something crazy happened. Oh, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Right. Yeah. And just, it just helps the flow of things to know more about. Okay. If it's not an investigative piece, uh, or a review, Share those questions because they're more likely to have a good answer if they know if they're thinking about it ahead of time. After getting some booking and interview advice from his coach, Will sent out his emails and tweets to the people he wanted to talk to and waited for a response. He insisted on waiting until he had successfully booked an interview before he sat down and talked to Bobby. All right, Will, here we are. Um, it's been a little One over week. a week. One week since, since you looked at me. <laughs> dropped your hands and said, I'm sorry, or something like that. Oh, um, I used to know it. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's it, it's been a tough year. Um, <laughs> it's been about a week since we had the judging episode, and yeah. I've spoken to everyone else already. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, um, but it's you, been a time. So you insisted that we wait because there was nothing. To, so why don't we just start there mm -hmm. and you tell me how have things been going this past week? Bad. Uh, bad. 
Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm joking about it because it's making it less stressful. But um, bad. I reached out to like, and I was like, "What am I interested in? What What are things that I like?" And and I came down to like, well, I really like people who are like creating stuff on their own whatever it may be like especially like in the video field because that's what I went to school for mm-hmm. so I was like okay it'd be cool to reach out to like creators that I think are doing like a really interesting like unique thing that no one else is doing on Friday I also came up with a backup plan which was uh someone that I, I didn't want to do this someone I knew in college uh uh makes stop motion art really impressive stop motion art I like with um Primarily with Legos, I guess. But um, I, I mean, like, if I sent you this, you'd be like, like his most recent stuff, you'd be like, this is insane. Like, right, okay. how did someone make this in their spare time while working like 50 hours a week? Uh, so I reached out to him after I got the rejection. And I was like, I don't have a ton of time left. Would you yeah, be interested yeah. in being interviewed about your process of making stop motion? Are you thinking about about where you want to go? Are you thinking about the conversation that you want to have? And, and how are yeah. you planning things? Yeah, I've been planning stuff. I started planning last night. I'm going to plan throughout the day. The editing and everything, like, j- I was literally just worried about fine, like, like the part of this I haven't done, which is booking an interview, which like didn't go great, but whatever. I'm of the opinion that everyone has stories, and that's the way you want to, if, if yeah. you're in a position like that, that's the way you want to you want to approach this is there's stories to be told. And how do I tell that story by talking to this person? I mean, one of the most popular podcasts of all time at this point, um, this American life has Mm -hmm. made their entire success on that premise, right? It's true. Yeah. Um, That everyone, that there are stories to tell in every corner. There's no matter what happens, you're in the top three. I know. I know. So, so that's, really amazing like i i don't remember who i was saying because you know it's i I talked to him like a week ago jesus will Um, (laughs) sorry i'm just kidding (laughs) man it's been a time (laughs) i'm just kidding um i know but i I think it was nikki i was talking to i told her um you're in the top three and as far as i'm concerned like all three of you have kind of won um yeah i don't feel like if i i don't know making top three is like okay i did it like you know what and I kind of felt this way when I hit top six too. Of like, you know what? That that's something. And and same with yeah. top three. It's like, look, like, I someone has to lose. Both of them are incredibly strong, and I <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I'm probably out. I I, I <laughs> Nikki keeps telling me like like I think you're gonna win. Like for like six weeks now. Like basically since we weren't on a team anymore. Of like I think you're gonna win this. And I was like, I don't. I, I I really think you're underrating yourself. They're they're both excellent. So yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, good luck and uh we'll see you on Monday to see how things go. Thanks, Bobby. After conducting his interview and getting to work editing, Will was nearing the end of his week. He sat down to talk to me about the feeling of competing against people who have become his friends. Hey, Will, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So final three, and we got three blue fan groupers in the I final know. three here. I, I'm very proud of that. I you, wish Jeremy was here, but then I guess it wouldn't be a final three. It just turned out that you guys were the the perfect storm. Hey, whatever the whatever the magic was, you guys captured it. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I am very proud of it that that three of the 
three of us are from the original team. So. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this challenge. Two sure. weeks, uh, mm-hmm. and which feel probably doesn't feel like the break to you like it does to <laughs> me and the judges. But uh, now that you've had these these two weeks, how are things going? As long as I can pull together a 15-minute cut by the end of today, it will be fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm not at a 15-minute cut. 14 minutes, 59 seconds, or jury will scream. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, a, it's at like 21 right now. I haven't started cutting answers yet, is, okay. is what I haven't done. Like it, it was a 29-minute conversation, and I've cut out eight minutes of it just by like closing out spaces and it's hard to do right when you've got yeah. such good content you don't want to cut anything but you can always you know if there's questions um uh, if there's answers that lead into other answers they gave that's always a, an option right is you can yeah. always cut questions that, that's the plan yeah. yeah well excellent well will i can't wait to hear what you turn in i'm gonna let you get back to it and uh we'll get the big uh find out who our top two is on monday Whew. i'm so nervous <laughs> <laughs> dude i am too i'm rooting for i'm really rooting for all three of you guys you you uh well and, and that's that's what's this. hard about being on the same like it's yeah like i, right? like, like I really yeah. like nikki and Audie. well <laughs> like, it's hard it's hard and it's easy right it's not like yeah. oh i really don't want to lose that's to true. tony p but you're okay listening to Nikki. <laughs> Wait, are, is Tony P the villain of the season now? No, no, we, he, did, I didn't know. No, he just, it was just the first name that came to mind. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to let you uh, get back to it and sure. uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks, Brian. Welcome back to Creator Corner, where we sit down with some of the most inventive independent makers, designers, and developers to talk about their latest projects and their process. I'm joined today by Nick Koss, one of the minds behind Maladaptive Films on YouTube, and an absolutely incredible stop-motion animator. His newest video, Toy Warfare Ambush, is a sequel to his 2015 short film, Toy Warfare, and is available to watch on YouTube right now. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Oh, thanks for having me. I want to start right from the top. What made you interested in stop-motion animation? Uh, I grew up just seeing stop-motion. I didn't know what it was. Finally, let's check on Adi's progress this week. Adi had a different experience than the other two in that he booked an interview guest right away and it was somebody who he really wanted to talk to, webcomics artist Scott Kurtz. With his guest booked and scheduled, he sat down with Tom ready to talk about his plan. Hello, Adi, and congratulations on making it into the top three. What can I what can I do to help you win? First thing I had a question about how much time should I ask for from somebody? Like is there a set amount of time? The less time you ask for, the better chance they'll say yes. Um, I think you could do it in 30 minutes. Okay. You could ask for an hour to be safe. Asking for 45 minutes is always weird because people just think it means an hour. Sure. So I would I would either ask for 30 or an hour, but I bet 30, I bet 30 would be enough to get what okay. you need. And then we've talked about pre-interview questions before. Like, is there a certain set of questions I should ask or just... Uh, The pre-interviews work for, you know, finding out what they want to talk about, finding out what they don't want to talk about, uh, and and testing their connection and audio and and, and all of that sort of thing. So in this situation, what I would do in a pre-interview is run by any questions that you want them to be prepared for, to be like, I'm going to ask you about this. I'm going to ask you about that. Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there anything you don't want to talk about? Uh, that kind of stuff to just sort of get you prepared. Then who, who's your person that you're going to talk to directly? 
Uh, got a hold of Scott Kurtz of PvP on. Oh, nice. Kurtz is great. That I'm so looking forward to talking to him just about web comics in general, since he's been in that space for so long. But also, he he wears his heart on his sleeve. So there's plenty mm-hmm. of family stuff I wouldn't mind getting into. Just talking to him about it, how he deals with it, and everything. With everybody, I've been like, I want to talk to you about your field, but I also wouldn't mind just talking about how you've dealt with all the COVID craziness we've been dealing with. Yeah. I mean, you want to make sure that you have a coherent interview, but hitting that family stuff is really good. Yeah. Um, And that's the kind of thing that's going to be more widely appealing to people who maybe not as into focusing on the non-art stuff a little more. Okay. uh, and, and, And making it, you know, more widely appealing, it would be a shame to not talk about. I'm not saying avoid the art stuff, but maybe use that to work into a a, a broader story. If you can, uh, you're you're ahead of the game, man. It sounds like you've, you've, you've got a person, you just need to schedule the time and, and you've got a good approach. Uh, you're, you're in the pole position. I'm telling you, this is good. The next day, as Adi was getting his notes together and preparing for his interview, our producer, Bobby sat down to talk with him and see where his head was at. Well, hello, Audie. You are here again for another week of this competition. How are you doing so far? Um, doing good. Surprised I made it, but I'll take it. Now, I'm not familiar with Scott Kurtz. It sounded like when you talked to Tom that he was, but um, t- explain to me who Scott Kurtz is. Scott Kurtz is one of the first people to really be successful in web comics, and he's been oh. doing it for. 20 25 years now so are there any are there any comics that i would that i might be familiar with i mean his main one has been pvp it's it started off basically as it's a office comedy about people making games he was one of the quote-unquote pioneers of web comics like he started up around the same time penny arcade did well i mean that sounds like it's of course right up your alley being a an artist and not just an artist. I mean, you d- very specifically have a background in sequential art as you taught me about, <laughs> right? Talk, um, which is comics, like specifically mm-hmm. comics. So this would, I'm, I bet you're excited to talk to him. So are, how are you feeling about like, like you booked someone pretty quick, but we gave everybody two weeks. Mm-hmm. How are you spending your extra time these two weeks? Let's, let's, ask um, well, like I said, I'm going to try and talk to Scott on Monday. So, knocking that out pretty much as soon as possible. Um, I'm glad for the two weeks because of this uh, little uh, vacation getaway we were planning at the tail end of my boy's uh, spring break. So I didn't feel rushed to get anything done this week. Um, But like I said, I'm getting the email ready to send to Scott and, you know, feeling that out. So I think we'll have, you know, maybe one or two more back and forth before the interview. So I can start feeling that out, figuring out, what all I'm going to do exactly. And then take it from there. How does it feel to be in the top three? Oh, it's kind of crazy. And here's the other crazy part is it's all us blue fan group from the original. It's funny. We even, we, we made our own little blue fan group, uh, discord chat for just us. That's cool. That's been fun. Well, Audie, I'm, I'm excited for you getting this far in the competition. I'm excited for, um, the chance to talk to somebody like this, especially you getting to talk to somebody close to to your interest in what you do. Mm-hmm. He's um, also worked with uh, Scott Johnson before. Like they've done oh, wow. podcasting stuff together. So I'll see if I can get him to shout out something one way or another to Scott. See if you can uh, put a finger on the scale. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Okay, Kurtz. 
All right. Well, Adi, um, have a good time on uh, with your, your break this weekend uh, with the family and um, and good luck on your interview on Monday. All right. Thanks, man. Finally, to close out the week, Adi spoke with me about editing and competing against his original team members. Adi, how you doing? Doing all right, Brian. Wow. So you you jumped on it right away. You got uh, your top pick, basically, sounds like. And uh, uh, that's awesome. That is really, really, that's, that's the ideal situation, right? Yeah, that worked out really well. So it was him, and I only got one other response, and that was actually from the actor Josh Molina. I'd gone back and forth with him a little bit after listening to the West Wing podcast he did. So, mm-hmm. so you did the interview. Um, you've edited it. Edited it. Yeah, I'm still working on it. Um, Scott was very gracious and gave me like an hour and a half of time. So trying Ooh. to cut that down to 15 minutes has been a chore. But oh, I'm sure. I'm there, I'm just playing around with it a little bit to get the final edit together. Good. So it's going to be pretty to easy. Pretty easy decisions on what to cut and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I really tried to focus on stuff that was like, okay, if you're not a comics or web comics nerd, what would you actually like to hear out of this conversation? So, excellent. Wow, very good. That's that's the right way to approach it. And and like I said, I mean, we're getting down to the wire. You are in the final three here, which is uh, an amazing feat because we had twelve talented people starting in this thing. Yeah. Um, Funny that everybody from, you know, it was everybody from Blue Fan Group or, or all the all our final three players are from Blue Fan Group. I really, you know, I didn't I didn't front load one team over the others, but certainly we somehow we just clicked right away and really worked well together, responded to each other well enough. Um, I don't know what kind of magic you did, but it was definitely some magic you worked for us. You know, it's there's probably something like Stockholm Syndrome. You know, it's really just the fact that I locked the four of you into a little cell. Yes, I want to win, but I'm cool with anybody else winning too because I know who they are and what yeah. they can do. So. Right, you're really uh, very supportive of each other as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wish I could say that uh, Nikki and Will felt the same way. Uh, they they are gunning for your throat, Adi. Uh, just, you know, okay. be well. prepared. all right well i'm gonna let you get back to it i'm really really excited we're in the home stretch of this thing so looking forward to hearing what you turn in and uh have a great weekend welcome back to the oddly normal ones where we talk to people from all walks of life and find the odd things and normal things we can relate to we're in the middle of lane changes month where we talk to people about specific or dramatic changes in their life. I'm your host, Audie, and this week we have one of my artistic heroes. Scott Kurtz joins us to talk about his family, his career, and the lane changes in life he's had to deal with. Let's get into it. Hey man, thanks for being on the show. Why don't you do our listeners a favor and tell us who you are and how you normally explain what you do. Well, it's pretty simple. My name's Scott. Uh, I'm a cartoonist. You ever wonder how some people just always sound so good in their recordings? They know what tools to use and how to use them properly. I've spoken to so many musicians and singers and producers that use the CLA vocal plugin from Waves. Some of them just stick it in their effects chain and not even really tune it in. They just stick it there. They claim that it just makes everything sound better. And frankly, they're not wrong. 
I discovered this about a year ago and just started dropping it into my master mix in the effects chain. And I gotta tell you, with a little bit of tuning, they're not wrong. Everything does sound better. As a podcaster, there are a number of features built into the CLA Vocals plugin that I don't use. I don't need to. But the ones I do need and use, they are so useful and so powerful and do so much good to your overall mix. I continue to find new ways to use the CLA Vocal plugin. If you follow the link in the show notes, you can learn all about the the CLA Vocal plugin from waves.com. Buy one for yourself. Start sounding better today. Brian Abit here for Rogue Amoeba's Audio Hijack. Listen, I've been telling you about all the amazing podcasting tools that Rogue Amoeba produces, and now it's time to talk to you about the granddaddy of them all, Audio Hijack. This is the jack-of-all-trades tool for recording and managing your audio. Audio Hijack allows you to pick the applications you want to record from, and only those applications. Listen, we've all been there. We're recording a show, talking to a guest on Skype, and they mention something we want to look up for the conversation. So we open up a web page, and great, an autoplay ad starts blaring in our ears. That stinks, and if you're hearing it, that means it's on your recording as well. Well, not so with Audio Hijack. You can easily create a profile that records just Skype, your soundboard, and your microphone, and nothing else on your computer. No alert noises, no alarms, nothing. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what Audio Hijack can do. Right now, Rogue Amoeba wants to sweeten the deal, giving you the code TOPCAST20, to save 20% off the price of Audio Hijack. That's T-O-P-C-A-S-T-2-0. You can also use that code for 20% off of the other podcast tools like Fission, Farago, and Loopback. Or you can use it to save 20% off of the already discounted Ultimate Podcast Bundle that includes all four of those. That code again is TOPCAST20. T-O-P-C-A-S-T-2-0. Visit RogueAmoeba.com to learn more. For the last few weeks, you have heard me talk about the impact that the Contour Shuttle has had on my workflow. I want to talk about what each one provides to me as an editor. The Contour Shuttle V2 has 15 programmable buttons and two programmable wheels that I've also programmed to help in my editing process. The Shuttle Express has five buttons and a double wheel that is programmable as well. The buttons are laid out so that your hand can rest naturally on the shuttle or on the Shuttle Express. I was so excited about the impact that they've had on my workflow. I reached out to them and said, hey, I'm a podcaster and I love this product. I want to tell other people about it. And luckily and thankfully, they said yes. I feel like this is a tool that, that video editors have known about for a while. However, in the podcasting world, seems to be something kind of new. I am here to tell everyone the Contour Shuttle Pro V2 has made my editing and show production a dream. And it works with all the major DAWs, it work, and, and, if it, and, it, and it's fully programmable. So you can set it up however you use your digital audio workstation to mimic any of the shortcut keys or any of the things that you do with clicks and pull-down menus. I highly recommend this. And I, I love this product. Go to contourdesign.com, get more information on the Pro V Shuttle 2 or the Shuttle Express and find out which one works best for you and start using them today. Contourdesign.com. I'd like to thank Contour Design for providing support for this show, support for independent podcasters, and providing 
a Shuttle Pro V2 for the winner and a Shuttle Express for the second place finisher of this season of America's Next Top Podcasting Idol. Finally, let's get our recap from Tom before we hear from the judges and find out how things went. So Will has me worried as much as he's worried about booking because he hasn't booked anybody yet. It doesn't even sound like he sent any emails yet. Uh, He needs a candidate. It's a lot easier to help coach somebody when they're already like, oh, I think I might get this person or that person. Uh, But he was asking all the right questions about the interview itself and about the execution. So I have a feeling he's going to rally. He's going to end up getting somebody great. Uh, maybe he was just playing his cards close to the vest. Maybe it's some kind of strategy. He thinks of a, a loose, loose lips. Uh, he didn't want to tell me who he's really going to get. Uh, but right now I'm handicapping Will as number three out of this because he, he seems to be a little farther behind the other two. Nikki has picked an Excellent guest. I know she has a, a couple others, so she's not going to be in trouble, but uh, that would be amazing and, and really kind of help make Nikki's task easier here. Uh, aside from that, she's thinking of the right questions. Uh, she she wants to make this stand out. She wants to, to have this be above and beyond, not just a standard interview. Uh, so I think she's probably my number two right now, uh, but uh, would not be shocked if she pulled this one out and won this challenge as well. Audie is way ahead of the game. He's got his person. It's a person he knows. It's a person who's a great interview, Scott Kurtz. Uh, he's already got a day. Uh, he's got a backup that's from Survivor in case that falls out. Like, Audie is on it. For him, it's all going to be in the execution. Like, you have to make sure that you're asking the questions that the audience is going to enjoy, that you get Scott to tell the stories that captivate the audience and keep them wanting to listen, uh, and that you keep the energy up and and you make it a fun conversation. If he does that, though, uh, he's in the pole position. He could win this thing. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that spent a week on vacation, drank a lot, and became a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. We're coming off of the big two-week interview challenge where we've asked our three finalists, Will, Nikki, and Audie, to book, prepare for, conduct, and edit an interview down into a 15-minute podcast. It's the culmination of all the interview challenges we've had them do before, and we're really eager to see what they've picked up along the way from previous challenges. Later tonight, we'll be giving our remaining two players their final challenge, but before we get to any of that, we need to judge this week's submissions, and my reality show hosting for Dummies book says that in order to do that, we need judges. So please welcome, from Frog Pants Studios, Scott Johnson. Hello, thanks for having me back. Thank you. And from Dog and Pony Show Audio, Justin Robert Young. Hi, friends. Hello. Jenny is out tonight, but we do have someone filling in here as a special guest judge. He was also our coach this week. He's a season one finalist that you hear on our Patreon feed every week, interviewing each eliminated contestant. And he's also host of the Dad Chronicles. Welcome, Alex Albisu. 
Oh, hello. Good to have you back, man. Happy to be here. I feel like a little sense of like anxiety. I was going to ask you if you've got any PTSD from being here. A little bit. I feel like <laughs> I need more to drink to, to prepare for tonight, but it's not me in the hot seat this time. It's weird. Before we get to our contestants, I want to throw out a big congratulations to all three of them for getting really compelling guests for their interviews. Uh, you guys brought out some really great stories from each of them, so uh, highly commendable. Uh, Scott and Justin, what kinds of things were you two looking for this week? Well, I was looking for the, for me, it was all about how's your cadence now? Is it better than it used to be? Did you take what you learned from other interview shows and, and bring it forward to this one? And does it show? And, you know, can I perceive it? And we'll see if I did. I think all three though, we're, 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 this is always happens. We get down to like the last three or two Mm -hmm. things start getting real hairy and it's, it's hard to say that anyone's doing bad. So today was a, was a hard one to judge. Well, the first thing that I always say on interview episodes is somebody can win the week by booking. You can win the week by email. If you mm-hmm. like uh, happen to get the right, if you send out the, the, the right amount of emails and you get the right guest, that to me can win you the week. Nobody did that. So that was the first thing. Uh, so then it comes down to how you handle it, how you maneuver around an interview, how you edit the interview, how you frame an interview. And that's what I'm really going to get into in some of our critiques is especially when you are podcasting and you know what the content is you've got a hole in the barn it's up to you to draw the bullseye around it frame what you know is going to happen in the most interesting way possible some people did that better than others excellent well let's get to it uh we're gonna start things off with will hey and your show creator corner now uh we talked a little bit about this but mm-hmm. of the three finalists you were the latest uh to get requests out um yeah. now is that something that kind of allowed you to plan for the show that you wanted to make or did it kind of bite you in the butt on the other side of things uh cutting into your recording time editing time and i don't know if, if either happened really it was just like mm-hmm. you know i i wanted to get tom's advice on booking because it's something i've never done before so i essentially waited until thursday to start doing that stuff because i got you know information from tom on it on wednesday and it was just a matter of trying to find the right people hitting a bunch of roadblocks along the way i I landed where i wanted to but it, it took a lot of uh uh roads to get there the the serendipity happened right you got to break news about Nicholas's potential job <laughs> opportunity with Robot Chicken in your show, in your fake show. Yeah, that's that's there. There is obviously that had to be trimmed down, but there there's like a two minute, um, you know, conversation where I'm like, like asking him like more in depth of like, wait, what happened? Like, because I, I, yeah, I had absolutely no idea that he's like Stupid Buddy Studios, who work on doing uh, shows like Robot Chicken. I have been in contact with them. This oh, is, really? This I didn't the, know that. This is the first public place that we'll know. <laughs> um. I didn't know where the, the question of like, do you want to make this into a job was going to go. Oh, great. It was a great, uh, great get, basically. How much of an influence did your guest area of expertise influence the concept of the show that you decided to go with? I wanted to talk to someone uh uh who who independently or mostly independently uh makes uh the idea was always just like talk to someone who is working outside of like any major funding and and stuff like that to do uh their passion projects let's get to our judges we're going to start off this time with Justin so i'm glad you brought up the fact that during this interview 
you got your subject to say that they are thinking about taking a, a step to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to go pro. Here's the problem. Until that moment, I didn't know he wasn't a professional. I presumed that the reason you were talking to them was because they were a professional. In, in my mind, that's your show. Your show mm -hmm. is, if, if it's about Creator Corner, you play the clip of him saying, uh, uh, you're the first person to know that up front. So I'm like, first person to know what? There's a major change in this guy's life. He's at a crossroads right now. But even then, one thing that, if you don't mind me jumping in on that, because one thing that you could do is add the context, you know, later on in the show, like, I can't, I can't say too much about it because, you yeah. know, some NDAs, et cetera, et cetera. And then that <laughs> would, uh, that that still adds kind of a, a sense of depth to the conversation where you get some appreciation for it. Well, you know, it, it also is. it also demands that you set stakes. And yeah. so even if mm -hmm. I have no idea what this video is, for you to say, uh, uh, there's a video called Toy Wars or whatever it was called, right? right. And, and it has X amount of views on YouTube. Now I'm like, oh, okay. So a guy did a viral video. And now he's at a crossroads where he might be willing to take this to the next level. And, and yeah. what will he do? Find out now. Mm -hmm. Boom. Like mini story, stakes, yep. decision, character. If you had stuff on the cutting room floor about that, you screwed up by cutting it. Because that is the show. I get the idea of work, but the one thing that's human is I just got offered a dream job across the country. Do I leave my life to go get it? That is as true for a, a salesman as it is for an artist, as it is for, you know, anybody. Congratulations. You, 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 you hit oil, uh, uh, but boo to you, you got most of it on your shirt and you only came away with a thimble <laughs> when you could have had a bathtub. All right. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Let's go over to Scott. Okay. I had a very different take on this interview. I thought the interview was great. Once again, I feel like this is just the strength of Will. He does a really great job of having natural conversations with people and doing it in a way where it doesn't feel pressured or that you're super nervous, even if you are. It was a lot of tearing down and setting things back up to make it look like completely different areas. I mean, it, it works. It looks like an unbelievably huge, like, like you have a room dedicated to it and not just like a table. <laughs> like it, it is it, yeah, it's incredible how expansive it is. It's just a really easygoing conversation. We've seen that in previous episodes and I saw it again here today. Um, I came away feeling like I could hear an entire series of discussions with various animators it, it made me wish sort of pine for a show like this because i would be riveted by such things the only parts that really uh stuck out and part of that was because the rest of it was so natural is the the more reedy parts i think could use a little work your intro your outro mm -hmm. they sort of clash with your otherwise very easy style yeah and uh i think that's just a matter of honing those reads to sound more like you do and you're just talking um and i think that would that would be the only real criticism I have. Well, thank you, Scott. Let's go over to Alex. Hello, Will. Uh, first of all, really good job. There's a few things that I really look for when I'm listening to interviews. You hit just about everything. And um, what I really appreciated at the front is that you talked about his credentials, the things that um, that he's known for. But really where I felt like the intro kind of missed the mark is that you always want to 
kind of be upfront about what it is that the that the listener is going to get out of this conversation? Why are they spending the time that they're going to spend listening to this very specific conversation? Now, you did a good job at the beginning talking about you know what the mission of the show is, kind of very broadly. Welcome back to Creator Corner, where we sit down with some of the most inventive independent makers, designers, and developers to talk about their latest projects and their process. But what I would love to hear tease something that that can really kind of catch people's attention, and then that will make them want to stick around to hear more about that. But overall, I thought that you hit the marks really well. This really sounded like the most conversational out of any of them. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I really loved about this is that you like literally stole one of my ideas for a show that I wanted to do. And <laughs> by the name, Will, by the name, <laughs> literally was the name of a show that I want to do and an idea that I wanted to do. And I loved, by the way, I loved seeing it put into fruition. And, um, and I thought that it was very well done. Thank you. Let's move over to Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Hello. Let's talk about We Are Science. I want to follow the bump, but um, bump, 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 bump. Um, when we <laughs> yeah. talked before, you, or actually, I guess when you had your meeting with Tom, you were initially worried about picking somebody that was a quote unquote household name for your show. Yeah. But uh, Dr. Stephanie was a great pick. Um, was this Thank the you. first time that you've talked to her? Yeah, I've never talked to her before. She was great. You guys had such a great natural chemistry, I thought, um, oh, came okay. across that you guys had known each other for a while. That's what yeah. kind of we were worried about catching only. I bet the kids love that though. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so much fun. I, I mean, I loved it. I love looking at the photos. It was. You don't regularly do in in quote unquote real life, but you regularly do a science podcast. You do a, a interviewing no. uh, Granny's podcast, and I do science, but not at the same time. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but we've seen you, of course, do science a few times this season. Now, was the goal this week always to do a science interview podcast, or did you reach out to a bunch of folks from different areas of expertise? I mostly reach out to SciCommerce and also Jeff Goldblum <laughs> because I thought, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Dr. Stephanie was fantastic. I don't want to discount her um, uh, her appearance on the show because it was really, really good. All right, let's get to our judges on this one. We're going to start this time with Scott. Okay, so once again, Nikki strolling in with her very affable style. She has, of all the contestants this whole year and everybody remaining, um, she has the best sort of intro-outro stuff because it doesn't feel like she's reading something off pages. She sounds like she's talking and talking in a way that's confident and makes me want to hear what's next. If I had any complaints about the top of the show, it would have been the intro. I just think it was a little janky, but I liked the effort. We are science. We are science. That's because Will isn't my audio guy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell? (laughs) And it came off sounding just not as polished as the rest of the interview for me. I also liked how you, uh, there's another thing you do that a lot of people suck at, including myself. You're really good at asking short, concise questions and having the guests know exactly what you're talking about. And then they take it from there. And you also counsel people on becoming a wildlife biologist? Is that because you wanted to help more people get into the field? I've always really liked science communication. A lot of people uh, have a tendency to want to answer the question for people. And they'll start with a simple question, 
and then give them two options that they might say, even though they haven't had a chance to say anything yet. I do it all the time. A lot of people I work with do it. It's just a thing that people do. And it's hard to not do that. And you seem to be naturally good at not doing that. Yeah, I, I thought this was awesome. It was r- way up there for me this week. And uh, had that intro been slightly less janky, I think the entire thing may have been just about as close as we get to perfect on the show. It was very good. Uh, let's go over to Alex. Hi, Nikki. First of all, job Hi, well Alex. done. I I loved the show. I thought that you are just a natural at this whole thing. And you could tell that you do interview podcasts. And I thought that that was awesome. Like I talked about with Will, there's a few things that I look for. You actually did the opposite of what Will did wrong. You you talked about, you know, you, you set up the whole uh, like little snippets of goodness that, that people could expect. We talk about her travel abroad for her career, sampling elephant poop, (laughs) different stereotypes about being a scientist and why communicating science is important. The, I think it was the poop thing caught me <laughs> off guard in a great way. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't really set her up and her credentials going into it. And mm. I think that that could have benefited from um, from just including that very quickly at the top of the show. I think that there's um, some goodness to doing that and immediately sets up some kind of um, authority on the subject that you're, that you're going to be talking about. You know, no major gripes um, about this. You know, just a couple of those little formality pieces around, um, you know, really the, the takeaways from the interview that you're doing. Thanks, Alex. Justin. I like the intro. <laughs> I like the song. I think the song was great. If a theme song is your first calling card into the show, then something that's kind of dorky, kind of uh, natural, but that means unrefined, tells you exactly everything you need to know. The theme song I felt was a calling card for the rest of the show. I enjoyed how quirky it was at the beginning. I enjoyed the show. So I'm going to defend the, 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 the theme song as well as the fact that you put the effort, the extra effort in there. I could hear the, 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 the differences in, in the audio levels, yeah. in the stuff that you, were, that you had re-recorded. I, I think I, I, I agree you probably could have set her up a little bit better, but congratulations, you booked an actual talker, somebody who talks for a living, somebody who communicates for a living. This was easily the best guest to to listen to. She knew what was interesting. She knew where to go to make, you know, talking about poop and Tiger King. I could talk about Tiger King for hours. <laughs> uh, um... I so I, I really enjoyed the documentary. I thought it was yeah. very entertaining. Congratulations! You've now widened <laughs> your audience to uh, a large, large group uh, that included me in a way that I don't care about stop motion animation. I don't care about what the other guest was talking about. Just because these are things I'm aware of, poop and Tiger King, I now <laughs> could have a window into your conversation. Uh, I thought this was uh, very well done. And for my money, you're the odds on favor to win this competition. Thank wow. you. Excellent. Thank you, Justin. Let's go over to Adi. Uh, great pull getting Scott Kurtz for the show. Um, here's my thing. I think I'm going to hire you as an interrogator because more than anybody else, you're a master at letting the interview subject talk. 
and sometimes even getting them to open about open up about something that they might not have planned to talk about just just because you know when to shut up and listen was that something that that genuinely happened during the interview or did it happen during the editing oh it was definitely magic that happened with scott talking like i i'd sent him pre-interview questions about what i wanted to talk about and it was just kind of wild how it all kind of came together in a similar fashion. So, um, oh, wow. That was definitely on Scott for sure. I knew of him enough and knew that he tends to, um, you know, wear that kind of stuff on his sleeve. So, gotcha. Um, how much time did you record with him? Um, well, he is a talker. So we had about an hour and a half of stuff. <laughs> Holy cow. 90 minutes of stuff to break down into 15 mm-hmm. minutes. All right. Let's get to our judges. We're going to start off this time with Alex. Hey, Audie. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. Uh, so this was a, I, I could definitely tell that Scott was a talker. Uh, just having to pare down a lot of interviews in my day. And uh, I, I could tell immediately that he was a talker and that it was probably a big challenge to fit this into 15 minutes. And, and just kind of thinking about like the structure of the conversation when he started going into COVID. That even somehow got COVID. Um inside of a group home that's in lockdown. Well, that's a really, really um, easy place to go from a conversation perspective. We're all dealing with it. And it's something that we can, we can all um, sympathize with what the, the problem with going into COVID to that depth, I think was it doesn't necessarily add to the why behind the conversation. Now it, it could have, you know, like if if it was a little bit more concise and meaningful behind it, where he started to get really personable, and you could tell like it was really hard for him to talk. We're we're on the tail end of, you know, kind of a really sad period in our personal lives because my dad is such a big figure in our in our lives, and and to see him diminished. Um, from the vascular dementia that came with the strokes is really sad. About some of that, like that's where that really started to take root for me, that part of the conversation. So maybe uh, reconfiguring the conversation a bit, this is where you got to use your editing magic to really bring out that piece of the conversation. That's the substance and that's, that's the goodness of that piece. And then, um, you know, I think that, again, getting to that why behind the conversation, you know, asking why a lot during a conversation, an interview is really, really good. So he did a really good job talking for you, right? You didn't necessarily have to interject or or deep dive, but there were some moments where you could have gotten some like real gold uh, responses from him, right? Like, I wanted to hear more of, of why it's so, why does he feel it's so important to tell the stories of trans youth, Black Lives Matter, et cetera, in his comics? Like, that's such a profound conversation and something you could really dive deep into. And then um, the other thing that, but I loved about the ending was your, your stinger at the end. Now, for next week's show, I finally got my friend Rick to talk to me about a pretty amazing thing that happened to him. He was actually on a little competition TV show you may have heard of called Survivor. It's really funny. Sometimes my wife and I will be driving down the road. and I thought that that was brilliant, and I loved the get for that. Even if it's a friend of yours, that was really, really well done. So job well done. Thanks. Thank you, Alex. Let's go over to Justin. All right. So um, I don't know who this dude is. 
So let me ask Scott and Brian, on a scale from zero being somebody publishing their first comic on Instagram and 10 being Jim Davis, how famous is he as an artist? <laughs> it's, no, zero, uh, zero to 10. So okay, somebody give just an, starting out. I give him an yeah. eight. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, by the end of the interview, I got that. <laughs> but I certainly didn't at the beginning because I have no idea who this guy is. I have no idea how famous he is. I have no idea why I care about his family. I certainly felt for him as he went in. He obviously was very, very revealing. But you leave money on the table if you don't introduce exactly who this guy is. If you are interviewing Jesus Christ, you need to set him up by saying, he's the son of a carpenter. He's got 12 friends, and he's the son of God. He's friends with a whore. It's Jesus Christ. Like, you need to make sure that you, like, introduce who these people are, no matter how much you assume that everybody knows who they are. You are in the business of making them interesting to the end listener and presuming they have no idea. I, I do think that, Audie, you are a good interviewer, but it told me everything about this show that you set up the the guest on on the, the episode that's not going to happen way better than you set up the one that we actually listened to. Like, like that, that thing at the end was great. I was like, where the hell was that at the beginning of this episode? You, you got really good stuff. You just got to package it. I mean, that package the right way saying like, you're a, you're, you're a great artist. You're an amazing artist. You've been in this game for as long as possible. And now you lose the will to do the art that people love you for. This guy actually took the, 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 the decision to totally change what he was going to do. And now I'm waiting for that answer. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy went through a lot of changes. And on the way to that, we're going to get to him crying in his, in his car with his brother and, and how he's making a book about old folks playing D&D. If I know who that is, I'm crying during that. You got great stuff. You're really, really talented, Audie. But sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to take that ten thousand foot view and understand exactly what you have, so you can package it the right way. Thanks, Justin. Uh, let's close out with Scott. I think the big error here wasn't the kinds of things you got out of him. It was kind of the order I heard them in. And you're right that he is. Uh, um, unpredictable and will give you a bunch of deep stuff without you asking for it sometimes. And, and, and that's okay. But it came so early in this interview that it threw me. Um, it just got, you know, that stuff about his dad, which is a very personal thing for him. Um, I think listeners who maybe weren't sure what they were getting into may have been thrown by that. Cause I think they would have probably come to the table going, Ooh, Scott Kurtz got interviewed. I know that guy he make comics. I like, and I want to know about his process and I want to know this other stuff. And while you did a bunch of that, the very first thing really was like, and now all the bad news. And it's not that that stuff isn't worthy or important. It's hundred percent is. So getting to that stuff mattered. I just felt like it was really heavy loaded on the front end. And it's, and it threw me a little bit. It, his audio quality is, is spotty, but that's him. I'm not holding that against you at all. And like I said, it's really hard to do things that are short with him. He'll go on for days. 
And the fact that you got this into 15 minutes, I think is kind of impressive. <laughs> so I think you did a good job at keeping things short, a little meandery and out of focus toward the end, but overall a good job. Very good. Thanks, Scott. All right, let's get to announcing the winner for the week. Now, this is uh, here's a situation where earlier in the season, I wouldn't be so inclined to do this, but we're late in the season. We've got um, three judges, sometimes four judges, putting in eight different scores that can range from zero to ten. You don't expect that there are going to be tie scores. So I'm going to announce one of our winners this week. One of our finalists is going to be Nikki. Congratulations, Nikki. Thank you. I think you really sold it with the chemistry that you had with Dr. Steph. Great job. Anything to add, Justin, Scott, and Alex? No, I think... I'm, I, this, the tie blew my mind today. I didn't, I didn't think we'd ever have one of those. And, uh, yeah. and we did. Now I'm nervous, but I really like... I really like the top two interviews. The the ones that tied, I feel like uh, if there was ever a competition that deserved tie, it might've been this. Uh, yeah, no, I'll say, I'll say this, Nikki, I liked yours better than the other one that tied. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, again, I think that yours was the best of the week. And I think that uh, who you are going up against has their work cut out for them. You are my favorite to win. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, I just echo what the guy said. I think this is a really close competition between the three of you in general. But, you know, seeing what you put out this week really shows that you have such a good grasp on this interview uh, style. So I would encourage you to keep leaning into that. That's definitely uh, you have that ability and, and continue to harness that. And now let's get to this. Uh, the person, Nikki, that you're going to be going up against for the final challenge is Will. <laughs> it's tough when you've got two former teammates. As you say, your former teammate, Will. But uh, Will, we congratulations. All win in the end. You guys all yeah, do win. The end. It's a, this is a blue fan <laughs> group victory right here. But uh, <laughs> congratulations, Will. That same thing that we saw when you interviewed Mark Hoffling so early on that really affable style of yours came through again in this one. And so it's a, it's a marketable skill that you need yeah. to uh, do more of these. So congratulations. Thank you. If you did a show that just talked to, to animators, I'd listen to it. <laughs> I totally would. Uh, well, I think you have skills that nobody else in this competition has. I think that you very much deserve to make it to the finals it, but if you don't apply yourself beyond what you've done, you're not going to win. So what I would encourage you to do in this final competition is go to friends who don't or, or people that you trust that have no idea what this competition is. Tell them to listen to it and tell you whatever they're confused about, whatever they, 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 they think, because that's what's going to take you from where you're at to where you need to be, not only in this competition, but also in anything you want to do in podcasting. You guys are very good. You deserve to be here. Congratulations. Thank you. But a apply yourself beyond where you've been. Thanks, Will. Yeah, thank Audie, this uh, means we're having to say goodbye to you. But dude, I want you to um, hold your head up high because you did such an amazing job to get 
to the final three. This is this has been a very difficult season. I don't think there's any contestant or judge or or coach that would disagree with that fact. And so for you to make it to third place here is something that you should be very proud of. Congratulations. I'm sorry we're losing you. No, that's but, okay. Uh, I, I will take my bronze medal with pride. This has been <laughs> a heck of a thing and uh, definitely has stretched me in ways I did not realize it was going to, but it's been a great ride. And to lose to Will and Nikki, I couldn't ask for better competitors. Uh, Audie, let me let me let me tell you this: you're the only person in this season that I had worked with prior, uh, and I worked with you as an artist. I love your art. I think that you are an insanely creative and talented person. What I was hoping for throughout this competition, specifically when you started doing your own stuff, because your art is so big and inviting and round and and expressive, I was hoping that you would bring some of that instinct into your production because your voice is so awesome and iconic, but it is a rumble, right? And like that means that your production kind of needs to to come up. It needs to kind of meet the moment to to contrast and play with where you're at. I think that you are an intensely creative and talented person. I, I get I get the idea that if we were doing this competition a year from now, knowing what you know now, I don't think it would be much of a competition and you would romp. You are you are like one or two breakthroughs away. Keep going. You're not far uh uh you're awesome. Congratulations for, for being in the top three. Well, Thanks, so. man. That means a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Let's get to next week's challenge. Uh, Nikki, Will, the two of you have survived 10 challenges over the course of these last 11 weeks in the competition. You've shown proficiency in the many skills required to be America's Next Top Podcaster. You've written, you've edited, you've produced several pilots of shows. You've promoted your podcast to a live audience on TMS. In many cases, you've impressed the judges enough to be recognized for professional level work. But above all that, you've shown that you can learn and improve as podcasters. So now in your final challenge, uh, it's time to show us just how much you've learned. This week, you're going to be going back to the drawing board. We've curated a list of podcast entries from this season, which all came in last place during the weeks they were submitted. Your challenge this week will be to select a podcast from this list and show us how you can do it better than it was done the first time around. You are not restricted to selecting a podcast that only you submitted. However, you are required to do another episode in that same podcast series. You'll need to iterate on the original concept, take the judge's advice from all the weeks you've been competing, and show us exactly how much you've improved and advanced over the season. This this is your opportunity to shine as a podcaster. So pull out all the stops. Don't second-guess yourself. Uh Bring out that confidence. You've gotten this far for a reason, folks. So show us that you deserve to be crowned America's Next Top Podcaster. You have four shows to choose from. There's Three Wizards and a Muggle, which was a week one introduction challenge. There was Aftermath, which was the week two nonfiction storytelling challenge. There was Breaking Biology, which was the week four teaching challenge, the science challenge. And then there's Serious World News, which is the week seven comedy challenge. 
I'm going to tell you this. We don't want you to have to go this alone. So we've assembled a team for each of you composed of former players. Uh, your teams are, Will, you are going to be getting Jeremy, Michael, and Dusty. Nikki, you're going to be getting Audie. Don't go anywhere yet, Audie. <laughs> Eliza and Jen. Those are going to be your teams for this last challenge. Now, uh, we had a deal where the winner was going to get to pick first, but in in great reality show pivoting, this actually gives us the potential for some great content. I'm going to set a timer for 60 seconds, and I want the two of you to talk to each other, work together, and figure <laughs> out who gets which show Ryan. to do. You're going to come to a consensus at the end of these 60 seconds, and... Uh, and those are going to be your picks. And if not, I choose. <laughs> so, so settle it. That's right. All right. Last your night. time starts now. Nikki, you're well, taking the biology show. I like, want to do not the even, biology show. Obviously, you're going to take the biology show, which but makes me want to take that, the biology show. <laughs> exactly. Is that too mean? It, which one would you would be your second? What the hell is Aftermath anyways? The Nashville bombing uh, storytelling okay. challenge. Got it. What would a second episode of Aftermath be? Like, uh, that's up like, to Will. That's up to you, and you're burning daylight. So, so uh, look. Does Nikki get biology or not? You're the only one that can tell us. Will does she get yeah, biology no, or not? Um, will is too polite. He's gonna give it to me, and and I will destroy him if I get biology. I feel like that's not fair. Damn. Will yes right, or no? Does she get biology? Something. Does she get biology or not? Uh, will, yeah, she gets will, biology. Will I won't. All right, she goes. She, she gets biology. Uh, All good. Right. Will, which one uh, of the three remaining ones? Which one are you taking? I just don't know what aftermath is. Um, <laughs> aftermath is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, like a natural <laughs> disaster, another catastrophe. But do it better. Alert. Nikki, stop poisoning him. Uh, he gave me biology. <laughs> I have to help him. No, no, you don't. You're you're only like uh, anything she says to you is killing you, Will. So so no. look, Will, the storytelling. It's the storytelling nonfiction challenge from week two. Sure, that's fine. All right. Excellent. <laughs> and if anything else, Blue Fan Group wins forever. So there's that. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Knock this off. <laughs> Knock this off. You want to kill each other now. This no, is all knives out. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, you guys are both getting a coaching bonus. Season one winner Amy Frost and season two winner David Luzader are joining forces, kind of Voltron style, to give you each a 10-minute coaching session tomorrow. Uh, the shows you produce will be a maximum of 15 minutes long. Judges, uh, looking at this with our final challenge, what is one piece of advice that you want to give to our contestants on how to win this thing? Go for the throat. Justin's right. There's no holding <laughs> no. back. That's my advice. <laughs> you guys both have very pronounced strengths. Nikki, your ease of voice, your uh, uh, personality comes through almost instantly. Put that on display. Will your ability to guide somebody through either a story or an interview by way of your tone, demeanor, and voice is reassuring. Now take those seeds and push them farther than you've gone. Delegate quickly tonight. Tell your people what you want them to do because the person who's going to win is the person who goes through the most drafts of their project as many as they can 
before we get to the final deadline. All right. Um, Alex, dude, thanks for being here on this. Uh, oh, thank you. Where, uh, where can people find the dad chronicle? Oh, head over to the dad And, uh, if you want to hear stories of fatherhood, I've had a lot of, of the folks on the frog pants side over there as well. Um, talking about parenting. And then I also do a video game podcast with season two contestant Diddy, uh, head over to joystick and mouse.com and hear all the latest about video game news and reviews. That is going to do it for this episode. On behalf of our judges, coach, producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving, this is Brian Abbott saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the finale of America's Next Top Podcaster. So America's Next Top Podcaster has been something special, something I didn't expect. I came into this on a whim thinking, why not? I've only been podcasting like less than a year, so maybe I'll get on there. And lo and behold, I was chosen. Um, I was put on a team. I've made some great friends. I've done some cool things with this competition that forces you out of your bubble of whatever you're podcasting about. Some people found it, found their niches here and there. Um, but a lot of the challenges were challenges for a lot of us. And um, looking back on it now, I see how much of a positive thing that was in getting you out of your bubble, getting you out of your regular things and teaching you how to do something different. Um, and man, this has been a master class in podcasting for sure. I don't think you can pay for something that will teach you nearly as much as being a part of this. Um, and every time the judges would say something, a lot of times I would take it on the chin Monday nights, wake up Tuesday and be like, you know, they're right. I got to do something different. We got to change this. We got to be better at that. Um, so hats off to Scott, Jenny and Justin for coming in every Monday night and telling us the hard things we need to hear um, so that we can be better um, and get it in our heads so that they don't have to keep telling us that we'll think about it ourselves um and again hats off to the whole crew that's producing this thing uh brian and hammond in getting this thing together and um bobby and monica and alex behind the scenes doing all kinds of stuff that a lot of people may not see but they definitely hear it uh when the podcasts come out so thank you guys for all the hard work y'all have done this season um and just thank you for giving me the opportunity to learn more about podcasting through this, um, for seeing whatever you saw in me. Um, and I hope to do better. I hope to do more podcasting, um, try some different things. And I look forward to what everybody else coming out of this thing is going to do and how much they've learned. So, uh, to my fellow contestants, it's been a heck of a season. Um, to anybody thinking about doing this, do it. Just go for it. Uh, submit your submission. See what you're going to do. Um, and if you get picked, good luck. Good luck and have your ears ready to listen to all the things you're going to learn. Because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And you're going to enjoy it even after judging. <laughs> even after the judging session. So, uh, again... Thanks to ANTP for everything, and we'll see you on the flip side.
you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at J Hammond C. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at Wicked Kitten 13. Alex Albisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Albisu. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at Podcasting Idol and visit our website at America's Next Top Podcaster.com for everything else. <laughs>